0: You're listening to a podcast from the South China Morning Post.
1: And welcome back for another People and Culture edition of the Inside China podcast. I'm Kevin Kwong on the Culture Desk. And with me is Louisa Tam, the head of our People and Culture team here at the South China Morning Post. Hello, Louisa. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Well, we've had a bit of an extended break since our last episode. How are you? I'm feeling better now. Thank you. Let's see what's been trending while we've been away. Um, There was one story that stood out for me for... Uh, For sure. It's about this couple who went to South Korea and then kind of did something in an <laughs> Airbnb. So tell us what happened.
0: This story drew so much attention. I think we had more than a million readers around the world. Can you imagine? What happened was like uh, this couple, this Chinese couple, went to South Korea for holiday. They booked an Airbnb place for 25 days, and they blocked it without actually checking the location. Once they got there, they realized, oh, my God, it's a very remote place. So they thought they could actually cancel it, get the money back. And the host said, sorry, money transfer, I can't cancel it. you are got to stay. So they said, I think they had a bit of an argument and in Mm -hmm. the end they said, okay, no problem. And no problem doesn't mean no problem. What happened was they, I think they only stayed there for five days altogether. But between the, the remaining 25 days, they left, they went somewhere else. Obviously they were lodging somewhere else, but they returned to the place, left the water on, basically running throughout. And then electricity, even gas, which is actually quite silly because it's very dangerous. So they left all these utilities on for like 25 days. So when they left, when they left, the, the bills came, the utility, the utility bills came, and the host realized there's something wrong because the gas company said, you better check where there's a leakage. And then in the end, besides the gas bill, electricity bill, the water bill, it came up to like they wasted 120 tons of water throughout the 25 days.
1: That is very, very bad, though. That,
0: oh, you're so kind. It's horrific. These people are criminal. It really it gives Chinese tourists a very bad name. Can you imagine next time if I happen to go there and this person... By the way, this is a, a top news item in Korea. Mm. People were talking about it. And that's why we pick up the news. We saw that. We said, this is, you know, you know, this is something we will have to write about. Especially when, you know, people are traveling again and South Korea is a very popular destination for Chinese, for Hong Kongers. So you imagine. But funny enough, you, know, you check out the, the comments, you know, people leaving comments there. Mm. I think like a couple hundred comments but not all of them were against this couple. I guess the story was so popular because people who read it said, hmm, maybe I should do this. If I could you know, encounter somebody and you know, I really like a host from hell and maybe the host be mm. people like, you know, hosting um, uh, overseas uh, um, travelers, to think, oh my God, this might happen to me, you know. So I think because on both sides, you got people mm. interested in the story. That's why the story was so popular. I think it's still trending, but not as like you know, crazy like two hundred thousand per day. But altogether, it's more than a million. I think it's still going up at the moment.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking, um, you know, the a- Airbnb people uh, could have resolved the problem. Um, yeah, you know,
0: the, the strange thing about that was I just realized because this. Uh, this host trying to talk to the credit card company, say, could I actually stop this? This is not right. Or utility companies can actually maybe you know give uh, them, I don't know the host, the agenda of the host, but give them an exemption. And credit card company, they say, I, I transfer the money, you have to pay for it, and there's no other way to do it. You're going to pay for it. So basically you can't, there's no way. I I couldn't believe it. You couldn't actually track down the culprits to say, you know, somehow find him through the credit card, you know, numbers, the identity identification information. I would actually consider getting in touch with the credit card company and go to the the headquarters either in Seoul or, or in China to find these people and find them. It's criminal. This is like kind of like criminal damage, if not theft mm. or anything. I think he this couple should be held accountable.
1: Elsewhere, there was another story that caught my attention and probably a lot of eyeballs uh, in China too. And that is the case of a young woman who sold only one rice roll. I know, in one day. In one day. Okay, tell me more about this, this story.
0: I saw the story, it's, just, it's really sad because it was like, she spent a lot of time. She would wake up like 5 o'clock in the morning, get ready and everything. And the first day, the, the sale was actually okay, I think. It, she didn't say how many, but it was okay. You know, making rice rolls, put half a dozen or ten in a business area, like an office district. But the second day, she, I think she um, spent like a whole same thing, 5 o'clock in the morning, getting everything set up. The store opened at 7 o'clock and in the same area, but she only sold one rice roll. And it's only like 72 U.S. cents. This is about like five yuan. Oh, six Hong Kong dollars, something like six, seven Hong Kong dollars, one whole day. And then basically, the story came to light because she recorded the whole thing. She was in tears because she earned quite good money earlier last year when she was uh, an English tutor. And because of the clam in China, you remember that, mm-hmm. you know, the clamp, you know, the the, the tutoring school is not allowed to have after school lessons. So, apart from uh, after making a lot of money as an English tutor, and she had nothing, she did nothing for three months. So she's got, I'm going to, you know get up and do something. And then this is something like entrepreneurship, but it didn't pay off. So she basically um was quite upset. I think she probably stopped doing this and trying to find a more full time job. It goes to show that you know, a lot of young people in China are mm. facing a lot of like um social pressure and also, you know, including like you know, apart from like young women have to get married early. By the time they're in their twenties, they supposed to get married and they have to get a good job. If not they have to marry, you know, good find a good husband. So this is like one of the huge problems that young people in mainland main not facing at the moment you know employment is one thing too because there are so limited jobs around now you, you used to be like uh, uh, an english teacher could be making quite a good living now
1: nothing's happening and did she get much sympathy from the netizens uh, online yeah
0: i think a lot of them actually a lot of them said you know this is not the the way forward you should find something more permanent some people said you know uh, you know get up and do something else, you don't, know, don't be so pathetic. But most people, I think people could identify with this kind of uh, situation, even though you're, she obviously is quite educated, you know, mm. being an English teacher and I had some email exchange with her, she read, her written English, is actually very good. But I think it goes to show that, you know, you either make it or you break it, you know, if you are lucky enough to be in a job that is permanent, sustainable, stay in it, otherwise you just, you just don't know where you're going in the next month. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's another thing is quite, the story is, quite uh, showing of what's happening to young people in China.
1: And I, I noticed there are a couple of stories that share this common theme of, unfortunately, family dispute. And in one case, that is the, um, I think it was the, 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 uh, a man who demanded to uh, have um, his ex-girlfriend's uh, name removed from the grandparents tombstone
0: no it's the other way around Kevin oh it's um, the name of the girlfriend who was on the the family the grandparents tombstone it's kind of like it's not a tradition but a lot of times when you want to have a close affiliation with uh, somebody your partner and you want to be part of the family and mm. your names of uh, family members will be listed carved out on the the tombstone right. and because they were going out you know they weren't even married normally it doesn't happen with unmarried couples but this is supposed to be they, they're supposed to be very close I guess you know with the family the woman so so when they were together I think they were together for nearly a decade or something and she said okay why don't you put my name on the grandparents tombstone because I was you know, part of the family but then two years ago they broke up and the woman said I don't want anything to do with you
1: Oh, I see. so she demanded
0: she went to call said I want to get my name taken off deleted or whatever you cover it up and get rid of the name permanently and the, husband, uh, the, the boyfriend said no because not because he wanted to have anything to do with her it's because he was afraid of like family bad luck because when you move something oh, around right. it's a form Thing, when you put a tombstone there it has to face like you know east or whatever, you know, the location. And if you touch anything, that might affect the, the long term longevity of the remaining living members of the family, right? You bring like bad luck to the family. So she he refused to do that for a couple of years until that until the time that she said, Enough is enough. I want to sever all links with you and your family. Please get my name off, erase it, get rid of it. And then she went to court and court said, You gotta do it. So finally after two years they uh, they split, you know, finally the name was taken off the tombstone. It It goes to show nothing is permanent. I mean, I heard about people tattooing, you know, loved ones' names on their <laughs> arms and everything, you know. You can easily erase it using laser, but having it on a tombstone, is a bit, I worth for it, a bit surreal, right?
1: So what what about the online reaction to this? People split... Uh, yeah,
0: I think most people have a good laugh about this. I, as I said, people say, well, as far as I know, having two my uh, the, 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 my my lovers, even husband and wife's name on the arm is supposed to be semi permanent. But this is a really going beyond that kind of like showing of love.
1: Of course, um, in any dispute, especially uh, in China, inheritance is another <laughs> another big bone of contention there. So we have a story about this, um, obviously, people fighting, infighting within a family who gets what. So l- tell us about this story.
0: Uh, this is, when, I, when I saw the story, I think it's so sad. Oh, no. This is a family um, in Hong Kong. And uh, couple, they they've married for five years, and no problem, you know. I think the the wife was a housewife, home homemaker, and only recently um, the the husband's mummy passed away, and no, not they they didn't know, didn't expect it. Quite surprisingly, mummy left twenty million Hong Kong dollars inheritance behind for the son and the daughter to share, and. The family didn't know that she has so much savings because they live in public housing. And so everything, like, you know, seemed mm. to be okay. Let's split the money between the two siblings, right? And then the wife, the wife suddenly found, oh, my God, my, my, my mother-in-law was so rich. I want a part of it. She didn't want a part of the 50%. She wanted a part of the 100%. That means she wants 33.3%. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, you're two families, two units, two siblings, sister and brother. You can share your husbandship. But no, she wanted to share the major major hundred percent share. She said she said, you got better give me the thirty three point three percent and one third of this chunk of twenty million Hong Kong dollars or I'll divorce you. If you don't wanna give me, I will get your whole share in the end because I wanna divorce you, you're gonna give me your money. Crazy right oh And then the, I, the husband was so nice He was saying oh, it was." He was trying to express this um, When people a lot of times are Kind of vent Or air their grievances mm. Or maybe get some sympathy online He put this online That's why I found mm. out about this And he said I can't believe this She seemed to be so loving Lovingly loving And everything Never really have any money problem Oh right Because you didn't have any money That's why there was Never ever any money problem He was still quite naive about it mm. I, never, I never thought she'd be like So money minded Because you had no money before You live in public housing Now she realized you a really, you know, rich mummy. Mummy passed away. I want to share that. So in the end, I think he said, enough is enough. I provided for everything. I've been a very good husband. And then now, because we grew up in a single parent family, my mummy raised me and my sister. I owe it to her to give her the 50%. I will leave it the 50%. I will fight with you with my 50%. Mm. You cannot have 33.3%. You can fight over the 50% with me. That's, this man is so strong. I loved it, you know. I mean, a lot of times, you know, people say, okay, you know, just give in with a family with kids, mm. you, know, you know, on behalf of the kids, for the sake of the kids, no, don't argue. But I think this is the principle. If I were this guy, I would do the same thing. It's principle matter. My sister and I were raised by my mummy, hard hard earning money. I owe it to my sister; she should have the fifty percent. I think it's a principle. Now she's holding onto his fifty percent and fight over with the with a wife. So,
1: yeah, I hope he gets what what he wants. I think yeah. he wants a
0: divorce. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he want, he wants a divorce. So, good luck to him. Yeah.
1: So, uh, looking ahead, uh, what should we be looking out for in your section?
0: Well, speaking about, you know, wedding pressure earlier, and this is a really strange case. This young woman, she's very well-educated, master's degree, everything. She is being coerced into taking a very boring civil service job, earning, like, you know, a, a quarter of what she could be getting like you know 200,000 something you know a hmm. finance job because she was quite well qualified. Reason being a mother saying that oh if you take a civil service job you can actually f- easier for you to find a man a husband. I don't know why people think that because being a very high, uh, being a high flyer earning so much money kind of scare man away. And because of that kind of high pressure job, you work in finance, you don't have time to do anything else, no me time, no family time, no find to find a husband, she's in her twenties, so scary, right? So old according to the Chinese family, right? So you gotta find an easygoing job, earning less money, but a better prospect of finding a husband. Can you believe that? Give up your 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 high power potential job working like two hundred grand yuan a month, which is like two hundred and fifty thousand Hong Kong dollars a month. Qualify for that, but taking a very boring, like a fraction of what you could possibly earn because of the future of having a family. This is the this is the direction people are going in mainland China. Is you are it's true, you know, and not just in mainland China. A lot of Chinese communities and families is considered um, a loser if you're single at the age of twenty something. Yeah, seriously, if you don't give birth before the age of thirty, you're, you're basically you know basically like a dry prune, you know. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's considered a, 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 a lifetime failure if you don't have family by at that time so having a very successful career earning so much money is not as, in, as important as finding a husband who is very successful as you as a woman to back him up and uh, being a homemaker at home
1: ridiculous what, what year are we in okay yes i mean we should look out for that story and for our readers can le- always leave comments Another yes. uh, story. Yes, woman, do that.
0: Woman power. Yes, thank you, Kevin.
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Louisa. <laughs> and don't forget, listeners, who can catch up with all of the stories Louisa has spoken about on our website scmp.com. And you haven't already joined millions of people following us on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. Just search for the word SCMP News. I'm Kevin Kwong, and thank you for joining me this week. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you,
0: Kevin, for having me. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye, Kevin.